Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 17 of Gaming with Grief, uh, my weekly podcast where I talk about using games and, uh, well, games in general just to deal with grief. Someday I will get a catchy intro, and I apologize for the audio. I live in a small place. Um, if the audio is bad, I have a black lab. She's beautiful and amazing. I love her. Uh, she's very cuddly, but she found an old bone, one of those Nyla bones, plastic bones, whatever they are. Uh, she found it. We were cleaning, and, and we found it, and we thought, oh, this is kind of gross. There's no way my wife and I were talking. There's no way the dogs will want to rechew this. We were wrong. She's chewing the crap out of it, and according to my audio levels, very loudly. Um, I tried to get her in the other room. I live in a small house. It is not successful, and the Border Collie mix we have is very jealous that there's only one of those toys, and so now he's kind of lurking around waiting for her to drop it so he could steal it. So he's looking at me very strangely in the chair, and he's trying to nap. Anyway, long story short, um, I'll give my spiel. This is episode 17 of Gaming with Grief. Uh, I'm calling it Wasting Time, not for the reason you think it's going to be. Um, this is a weekly thing, like I said before, about dealing with grief. If you want to write to me, you can leave a comment uh, on my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com. You can leave a comment below the video link. Uh, they go up every Monday morning at 7 a.m., um, and I record them on Sundays. I will probably try to push that closer. I'm still working on trying to get on iTunes. Um, I'm behind in that. So I'm working on that. I'm trying to get a good thumbnail because right now it's just a weird old photo of me looking out into the sunset, which was amazing, but probably not so good for a podcast. So, so the reason why I'm calling this episode Wasting Time is, like I said, not for the reason you think. Uh, quick update before I get to that, actually. Uh, well, you know what? I'll just We'll just get into the topic. So I call it Wasting Time because... I was talking with a family member um, about therapy, and I was being very generous in general, you know. Um, and like I've said to people here, if you're thinking that you need therapy or need somebody to talk to and you're able to do it, you can afford it, your insurance covers it, please do it. It's, it's really important to have a place and someone that is trained to deal with these kind of like trauma, whether you are hurting yourself or using drugs or whatever, you know, you can get... You can tell a therapist, these are the things I'm experiencing, and, you know, this is what I need help with. So um, do that. You know, uh, like I said, if your insurance covers it, please do it. Uh, it's important to talk to somebody. But long story short, I was, well, too late. Once somebody says it, it's always too late. But um, I was talking with a family member of mine, and we were just talking about therapy in general, and he was going over a problem, and he said it just kept bugging him, this problem, you know? And I said, well... Uh, and he's talked to me several times about the same problem. And I said, this did come up in therapy, you know, this thing where you beat your head against a wall about a single problem or a person, something that bugs you, you know, or a situation, something that bugs you a lot. And you, and uh, I think it was two times I brought up to my therapist this issue I was having. And they said, listen, I understand this bothers you, but you've kind of said the same things twice about this situation that's bothered you. So you're you are wasting time like in mental space going over this over and over in your head the thing is you know whatever the situation is you have you've expressed your concern you've talked to several people about it you said this is how i feel if it's a person you've told them hey this is how i feel if it's a situation you've tried to change that situation but it keeps happening whatever 
So he said, you, now by rehashing with your brain, you are wasting time going something over, you know, going over something over and over and over again. And I think uh, it was amazing when he said that, you know. Uh, a lot of people say that, you know, don't waste time on stuff like that. But I think it's maybe it was the, the degrees on his wall or just the way he said it. You know, he was really mellow. He just said, listen, it's. You know, you're just gonna you're just gonna waste so much time and energy fighting this. You know, it is what it is. And uh, after that, I stopped thinking about the situation. I stopped wasting time thinking about it and ag- literally agonizing over it and whatever. And it just, uh, you know, case sera, I guess. You know, it, um, it reminds me of the serenity prayer. If you know the serenity prayer, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Uh, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I think that was a little bit of wisdom to just be like, well, I can't, you know, it, some problems uh, that, you know, by you just going over and over them in your head. Uh, to me, it seems like um, literally yelling at a wall. You know, that's the old joke. You know, I might as well talk to a wall. But it seems true with some situations or people or uh, problems that you keep running into them. So obviously you got to work on yourself. You know, that's one of the reasons I went to therapy is you realize that you have a problem. You get to the point where you say, I can't, these things that are going on. I can't do it anymore. And uh, I need help. And if you realize that and say that I need help, then you better, you better be open to the fact that you probably have to change. You know, um, I know with recovery, it's difficult. Some people say, yes, I need help. And maybe then they relapse and, um, you know, but they, you know, they, they, they try their hardest. And I, I think, you know, you could be addicted to a feeling, I think, too. You could be addicted to that anger when someone upsets you or some, like I said, some situation upsets you, something you can't change or fix, you can get upset about it. And you can be addicted to that feeling of being upset. But like I said, talking to my therapist and him just saying, listen, you're just wasting a lot of time doing this. You know, this is, it's causing you pain, you know, like, and time, and it's not changing. So, so by you, especially expressing the same thing pretty much twice, you know, what is it doing? And, um, and he was right. And I think, uh, that's kind of a big thing I'm thinking about, uh, in my head right now, because, you know, I've been open about what I've experienced with grief. Um, but reading the news and reading how other people view, um, you know, just view, uh, medical things. I'll be very specific. I was, I was reading, uh, Glenn Beck. And he had some affiliate that he linked an article from. I think it was the Daily Caller. And there was a woman that was worked for a, an abortion clinic. I believe she was religious. I believe it was a, a Catholic clinic. Um, and she described, you know, terrible things in the article. Like for, I guess people that haven't gone through something like that, it would be horrible for me. It was like reading a testimonial. And everything she described that they were describing as horrendous is something that I went through. You know, the, the, the process of, um, you know, the death of a baby pretty much beat for beat is exactly what I experienced with my wife, you know, uh, twice, once, and once, you know, we, we had several Michigan, but long story short, um, you know, I could sit there and think, you know, I did get a little upset reading it like, oh man, but the thing is, uh, every time I read somebody online too, or this is another thing I've noticed. Like uh, a lot of people have hot takes online uh, nowadays, especially Twitter. But if you think about Twitter, there's only what 240 characters or 180. Was it like 120? And you can be verified to do 
two something, two forty or something. Long story short, a lot of people have hot takes and they'll do threads and they'll talk about this is what bothers me, blah 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 blah. And um, you know, is it worth it? You know, I heard a comedian or it was a writer. He did an extended interview on uh, WTF Mark Maron's podcast. I don't remember his name. I'll be honest, but his uh, his thought of. He's like, you know, you read Twitter nowadays and it's like people don't understand that there's such a thing as an unshared opinion, you know? And I think I, I think I mentioned that last week, the idea of, you know, when you think of something very passionately, you read an article and you think, oh, you know what, screw these people or screw that guy or screw this lady or whatever and I'm mad. Blah. I still get like that, but I think, uh, maybe I did mention it last week, I think the older I get, it is now easier to take a moment uh, take a step back, have a little bit of self-reflection and say, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I'm upset, but I'm not really angry at this person, you know, or like, obviously I don't want this person to die just cause I disagree with their opinion or anything like that. Um, I think, I think I just, uh, urge everybody out there to kind of try to have the same kind of feeling, you know, the feeling of, okay, maybe I need to take a step back because, um, you know, you can respond like I know that there's a there's a theory on on Twitter and basically being online that you know you don't feed the trolls. Uh, I know Twitter you can mute people. You don't have to block them if you mute them. Uh, the way I understand it, I've never muted anybody, but um, they basically are are yelling at a wall, like I said before, and they don't know it. They think that it's still going through. You've muted them, and I, and I know there's this theory online of not you know not do that. Just mute people. Uh, let them move through the world. But, I mean, I think there is a moment you have to stand up for yourself and say, this is not acceptable, you know? And um, I think, I don't know if I mentioned another episode. There was another, I, there was an author. I listen to Mark Maron a lot because I like his long-form interviews. Twice a week he does interviews with people. And he did an interview with the woman who created the Vagina Monologues, and she was dealing with some trauma. Um, but she had a very good point uh, that I want to bring up again, and the idea was that you don't have to accept someone's apology. She said, which is very powerful. You know, the idea that, you know, someone can wrong you, and they could say, I'm, I'm very sorry for wronging you, because she was, um, it, she wrote a book about it, and she's very honest about it. Her father uh, sexually assaulted her, like, throughout her young life. So it wasn't just a, an isolated incident. It was happened several times. And, and her thing, she, you could tell she was obviously very angry. She wrote a book about it called The Apology. I remember the title of that. Um, I don't know her name, but if you looked up uh, The Apology, um, I might have mentioned it in the process. But I think it was a very powerful thing when she said you don't have to accept someone's apology. She said there's a power in apologizing. So if I, uh, Joe Carlson, offended you, I can say, you know, I'm really sorry. And there's a feeling of, okay, I've, 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 I've made... Uh, you know, restitution towards that person. I have, I have said I'm sorry, but they can, they can, you know, respond back and say I don't accept your apology. Which I've had, I've had that happen when I was younger. You know, I I did something stupid when I was in college. I insulted someone's a woman's hair, which was dumb. It was a dumb joke, uh, and it was a small classroom. There was only twelve of us, and uh, you know, I, I said something about her hair looking stupid, and it's a round table, so. You know, I don't know what I was thinking if this was going to be like a target audience. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. But I made fun of her hair. And then she said, don't make fun of my hair. And I said, um, I'm sorry. 
Uh, we just never got along. I said, I'm sorry, like in front of everybody, because you immediately, when you're in a round table, immediately feel like you have that immediate feeling of regret for saying something. And, you know, the temperature in the room starts to go up, but really it's just you. And I said, you know, I'm sorry. And she said, I don't care. You know, she was that because I stupidly made fun of her hair. And that made me feel bad. But, uh, you know, th- this woman that wrote the vagina monologues, that wrote this book called uh, The Apology. She has a point. Like, I felt good in just saying, hey, I'm sorry. I, I have a, you know, I, I did something wrong. And, you know, the woman saying, uh, I don't care, basically, you know. Um, so she can do with my apology nothing and say, I don't give a crap about your apology. But the fact that, I think the fact that you express that you feel remorse is important, you know, like, hey, I'm sorry that I did this, you know. Um, I think that's what, I think that's problems I have online and something that when people are wrong or they have these hot takes, it's very difficult to go back and go, hey, guys, I, I totally read the room wrong and this is, I'm wrong. I think it's just the humility to admit that you might be infallible and have problems. And I mean, I'm definitely working on that, you know. Um, I don't think that I am, you know, I'm not spewing my opinion all over town. I don't, I need to get better on social media. I don't have a big social media presence, uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody I think could be better in that. And I think, again, going back to a previous point, the idea of taking a step back and saying, you know, maybe I need to take a day before I respond. And uh, speaking of that, that's something my father always did. You know, when he was really mad at me, he gave me the silent treatment for a couple days, which, as you know, if anybody's ever experienced a silent treatment from another partner or someone, um, it's terrible. And my father and I lived in a very small 600-square-foot apartment, duplex. Uh, I don't want to explain what a duplex is. Just look it up. But he would give me the silent treatment when he was really mad at me. And, And I remember one time he was mad at me for... Uh, work-related thing. I worked with him, but in the end of the day, I still had school, so I would tell him sometimes, hey, I can't work with you tonight. I have a project I got to finish. So what would happen is I would go home and I would study. I would really do homework and I would study, and then I would start watching TV. Well, then inevitably, five minutes after I started watching TV, my father would walk in from a long day at work and say, oh, so you're watching TV. You know, he wouldn't see the, the actual studying and actual homework I was doing. And we got in a fight about it, and I said, "You were." Uh, he didn't yell, but he, you know, again, he gave me the silent treatment, and he said, uh, "It was like two days." He always did this. It was like a two-day, like a forty-hour window of the silent treatment, and uh, it didn't happen a lot, but it happened. I remember it because it's just so awkward when you live in a small place and someone's giving you the silent treatment. You know, not like I mean, basically, what you get asked is, "What do you want for dinner?" You know, and uh, do you want me to start a load of laundry? Those are like the two things. Uh, you get asked. Um, but he said to me, after he gave me the silent treatment for two days, he said, uh, I took so long because I didn't want to say something I would regret, you know? And I think that's uh, an important lesson. You know, uh, if we took a step back and waited a day or two before we put our hot takes on social media, we may be able to, I mean, it may be, a, it, social media would probably be a better place, you know? Um but some of the things I'm reading online, I do understand people's anger. You know, um, a lot of it has to do with sexual harassment, and I totally get that because some of the things I'm reading about online, um, you know, some companies, some people will accuse different people of sexual harassment, and you're reading about the company. Come to find out through investigative reporting, certain companies, if they're small enough, don't even really have an HR department. 
So that's totally troubling. Like, where do you go if you have a problem with somebody or something's not working or what, you know, like, how does that work? You know, it's terrible. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's a multifaceted problem. Um, and if you're experiencing that, uh, and you can please talk to HR and, um, if it's possible, hire a lawyer. Um, it seems like a lot of people are not allowed representation on either side because there's arbitration or some weird NDA you sign that says, you know, you can't have a lawyer present, which, you know, I mean, it seems strange. You know, one, defending yourself against any kind of allegation, and then two, obviously the horrible things that uh, mostly women have to come forward and share about themselves and share about the situation to not have actual legal representation is horrific. So, um, yeah, I think that's why I call this episode Wasting Time because... Uh, oh, where was I? Uh, no, I call this episode Wasting Time because um, I, I, I want to try to work on not, you know, if something's out of your control, it's out of your control and you can rant about it and you can talk about it. And I guess you could say some of this podcast is about that. You know, I can't control what happened to my parents or anything like that or the, my kids, but, um, doesn't mean I can't talk about it. I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm angry about what happened. I mean, I miss, uh, my loved ones that are gone. Um, and it is what it is, but hopefully this is just, a long form of me taking a step back and kind of looking around and deciding, you know, what I think is valuable and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, try not to have those hot takes online. Um, you can actually follow me on Twitter. It's uh, just little Joe at Twitter. Um, I have photos of me with these massive aviator shades because apparently I remember this. I found those uh, like on a seat when I went to a ball game, a baseball game. And they were just sitting on the seat. Nobody took them. Um, so it was crazy. Uh, yeah, so um, you can follow me at Just Little Joe on Twitter. Um, go to um, www.gamingwithgrief.com and leave a comment below the video. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, I have two uh, websites. Don't ask me why. Uh, one of them is gwgpod04 at gmail.com. And the other one is, uh, G, it's GWGJAC at Outlook.com. And I might try to find a way to uh, fix that or make it shorter, because I think that'll be important. But if you want to go to either of those places and leave me a comment or an email, I can read it over the air. Uh, I don't have to. If you don't want me to, I won't. And, um, yeah, we'll go from there. So kind of catching you up on other stuff I've been randomly doing game-wise is uh, I've still been playing World of Warcraft Classic. Um, it's really fun. I did my first uh, dungeon last night in years. I made a Horde character uh, before I was all Alliance. So you can send me all your, you know, for the Horde comments or for the Alliance and all that kind of stuff uh, in the comments of the video on www.gamingwithgrief.com. You can say, like, yay for the Alliance or, you know, yeah, I get it. You used to be Alliance. But now being Horde, I don't know where anything is. So the my family, my sister-in-law and her uh, husband have to tell me, oh, you have to go here. And I'm like, okay, you have to be really specific because this this looks like a big, you know, they call it the Barrens for a reason. There's nothing around except some huts and some centaurs where I am. I made a Tarn Druid. 
Uh, it's cool being a druid. Uh, you kind of have a lot of utility. That's really fun. Um, I'm just having fun with it. I made another character, an alliance character. I made a night elf. I've actually tried to log into the retail World of Warcraft, and it keeps crashing on me. So my characters that I spent years building up and care deeply about, you know, you remember all those memories you had with those characters there. I literally log in for a minute, and then it says there's a fatal error, and it crashes, and it does a scan files thing, but then that hangs and doesn't work. So I don't know. I may just have to uninstall it and then reinstall it and see if that clears it up. But it's good to know that all those characters are there, because you can kind of take a trip down memory lane and uh, look at them and go, yeah, I remember that character. I remember this character. Um, and then what else am I doing? Uh, anyway, I recommend it. It's only... I didn't pay anything for the game. I just resubscribed for 15 bucks a month uh, and downloaded the Battle.net uh, downloader. So, yeah. Okay, another news. What else am I do? There's a game uh, that came out called Greedfall, which was done by an independent studio. I believe they're from Europe. They're called Spiders which I think is a cool name for a studio, and their engine, which is their proprietary software that uh, is called Silk, which I think is an amazing pairing of those two things, you know? And uh, But it's good. It's an open-world kind of Assassin's Creed game with kind of a new, unique story where the idea is you are on uh, Serene, which I know how to spell it. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, you're basically on this continent that's going through something of a sickness called the Malachor, which makes like your veins turn black and you can kind of see it on people they're sick basically and you see people with like colonial it's basically based on colonial times so you see people in doublets and uh, you can use magic in the game you can use uh, firearms um, you can use swords uh, you can use traps and bombs um, and they said, you know, you can unlock any skill at any time which is really great uh, it's kind of cool, I'm just in the beginning few hours you can have a team of people. I think you can have up to three campaigns with you from what I've been reading. Um, and I only have one now. Um, but you're going through the beginning of the game. You're talking to people. It's a little rough around the edges because I believe Spiders is kind of a smaller studio in Europe. I want to say French. They're French developers. And they, uh, you know, you could tell that this took a lot uh, for them to do. But I'm really enjoying the game so far. I think it's great that they give you so much freedom to customize your character and um you know, and it, like I said, the menu when you're selecting your base stats, and do you want to go with magic? Do you want to go with firearms? It says, "Listen." It says you can you can select all this other stuff at another time. This is just a basis for how you start your characters. So it's like, oh, that's great. You know, I can I can really kind of bend the character to my will type thing, which I think is really great. And uh, you know, it doesn't lock you in. It does really feel like Assassin's Creed. You kind of run around these hub areas, and. Um, you know, but it's fun. Um, the story's interesting. You're about to set sail for uh, Terra Feral, I think is how you pronounce it. It's an island that's near uh, basically the, the mainland. And supposedly there are scientists that are working on a cure for the Malachor. So you are a diplomat that is sailing to this place to look for a cure. And, and I've read some reviews online and some people... Uh, praise the setting and everything the voice acting is a little bit wonky because again it's an independent studio so sometimes the lips don't match up i think the voice acting is actually pretty good um apparently there's an indigenous population when you get to this island and you can you can um you know befriend them or be hostile to them or and uh there's also creatures on the island that are like mythological creatures which i think is kind of neat um i've only seen um a video of one of them which is kind of neat because nothing is spoiled but it's this weird tree creature that just looks like this beast that's like 
you know, surrounded with limbs, you know, it's like a, like a, an ant attack dog. It's pretty interesting. Um, but look it up. It's called Greedfall. It's on every major platform, I think, except for the Switch. Uh, cause I love my Switch, but I think if you fired it up on the Switch, it'd probably melt. So yeah, check out Greedfall. It's only $50. It's not 60. At least I'm in the U.S. Uh, so that's what the going price is on the, I bought it on PSN. I had some credit. Uh, so yeah, check out Greedfall. Uh, I like it so far. I definitely want to keep playing it. I'll give you a report back how I'm doing next week. Um, I started playing uh, Magic the Gathering online, or I, the new game that they call is Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, it's completely free to download, completely free to play. Through playing, you unlock um, kind of theme decks of cards, of 60 cards, and they will base your theme around... You know, Merfolk or the Jungle. Uh, I have one called Eternal Thirst, which is based around vi- vampires and life gain. It's pretty, pretty sinister. I actually was able to uh, spend about twenty dollars and create that deck in real life. So when I play uh, Magic: The Gathering, I'm basically playing something from NTGA. So I think it's great. Um, I haven't played it in a while, so I had to re-download it. I got a new PC. And there is a lot of changes. The way they do rank play, and uh, you know you have to do like ladder constructed play, and um, you, you could just play casually. Uh, but it's all really fun. Um, I definitely recommend it. It's a Magic the Gathering Arena. I heard I don't know the exact date, but I heard it is coming out for tablets, at least the iPad soon. It's on PC right now, so I'm hoping to see it on other platforms. Uh, which would be neat. You can spend money by buying card packs if you want. You buy gems and then buy card packs, um, but you earn gold just playing matches and games, and you can use that to unlock card packs, and then I haven't sent, spent one cent on it so far, so I've done that. So that is very good. And the last thing I want to talk about is I'm still reading A Fine and Private Place, and I have about probably 100 pages to go, 70 pages to go. It is still very good. It is getting very interesting. Uh... Yeah, it's, you know, it's a very good reflection on kind of um, probably death, but moving on as well. And a lot of the characters are dealing with all this stuff. Um, It's basically about a guy who sees ghosts and uh, how he deals with that. And uh, it's really good. So hopefully next week I'll be done with that. I'll be able to give you a report. Uh, And that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. So... Um, I'm going to have a rough week next week. i got to work nights some weeks, and then I have to work uh, Saturday, so it'll be fun. But a friend of mine's getting married, so that's really cool. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. We actually get to go eat cake next weekend, my wife and I. So, you know, any experience or excuse to eat cake is amazing. So, yeah. So, again, if you guys want to reach me, you can go to www.gamingwithgrief.com. Uh, it's a Squarespace website. You can go there, leave a comment below the video and i can read over the air if you want me to if not i won't uh you can go to gwg pod um zero four at gmail.com or you can go to gwgjac at outlook.com and i might try to figure out a way to you know uh shorten that or make it um better or you know so it's shorter and easier to get to so um with that, uh, have a good week, guys. Uh, if you Again, if you need help, um, I know last week was National Suicide Prevention Day. Uh, you know, go to a counselor. If you're thinking of hurting yourself, call someone. If you're thinking of, you know, if you, if you have a problem with substance abuse or gambling um, and you can reach out to any kind of, like, hotline or, like, 
you know, any kind of anonymous, like narcotics anonymous or gambling anonymous, reach out. There's help out there. Um, remember, we're on this together. Do well, be good to each other, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.